Hey folks, welcome to this week's installment of Biomast. I think we're on episode 81-ish, something like that. Yep. So um, is, this is, again, one of these kind of cyclic things where you, you start to run a little thin on content, but we are lucked out. We've got a guest tonight who has a little bit of uh, some a little bit of cool news uh, from a small game development studio up in, I think, the Leeds, England location. Uh, a little something you guys might have heard of called CCP Valkyrie, or correction, the Valkyrie E-Valkyrie game by CCP. So uh, we'll get a little bit of insight, like uh, some playtest insight from Valkyrie tonight. It's uh, That should be kind of fun. Other than that, it's been a relatively slow week, I think, for, uh, for most people, other than everybody that's getting Fallout 4 you know, addiction going on right now. Uh, so if you're a gamer, there's a good chance that you have Fallout 4 on one of your machines uh, and you have been playing it. Uh, and we can, I'd really be interested to hear on, hear any first takes on that one. I think, Pokey, you have been playing quite a bit based on your, your PSN tag. Is that accurate? Yep, lots of Fallout 4. Awesome. Well, we're going to get to that in just a minute. We'll lead off with a little bit of Fallout 4 discussion, then we're going to kind of save the E-Valkyrie uh, for the, the back half. This will be a little bit uh, shorter and crisper show tonight. Like I said, we've, we've got two main topics of discussion. So without further ado, let's do a couple quick intros. Uh, we are going to start off with my partner, Pokey. Go ahead. I'm Pokey Draven from OSG Planetary Operations, co-host here on the show, and I write for the Biomass blog. Awesome. And Zell. Uh, I'm Sarai Zell. I'm a, uh, I was on the CPM1, and I'm a co-host here on the show. Cool. Bam. Uh, hello. I'm just a guy, and I am a bacon and beer enthusiast. <laughs> well done. Okay. Uh, and I'm Jason Laris. I'm also one of the co-hosts here on Biomast. I am not a contributor to the blog, although I am a purveyor and reader of the blog. It's actually quite good. Uh, the guys that put a little time into it, uh, particularly Pokey Zell and uh, Bait, who's one of our co-hosts that is not on tonight, uh, they, they do a very, very good job of uh, keeping that up. So it's pretty cool. Uh, okay. So uh, let's go ahead and hop right in. Pokey, I'm just your general thoughts on what you've seen from Fallout 4. Uh, well, Fallout 4 is amazing. It's, you know, like most of these open-world Bethesda games, it takes everything I loved about Fallout 3 in New Vegas and makes it very pretty and modern and adds a lot of depth to it. I mean, overall, it's it's just a fantastic game. It's very easy to get lost in it and ultimately never do the story because you get sidetracked every three seconds by side missions, which are all very rewarding and fun. So, you know, it, it's fantastic. If you like Fallout, even if you like Skyrim, you know, it's the same style of game, obviously. Definitely check it out either on PS1, PS4 or Xbox One. Cool. Now, I, I, I'm i going to assume, like, uh, Zell or Bam, have you guys played Fallout 4 yet? I have not. Um, I played Fallout 3 all the way through, but that's that's kind of the only Fallout I've done. Okay. All right. That's pretty legit. Bam. Very big fan of Bethesda. Sorry, I'm eating a bacon sandwich. Very big fan of Bethesda. Loved Skyrim. Loved New Vegas. Loved Fallout 3. Oh, God. Where do I start? Fallout 4 is awesome. A lot of people have been moaning about uh, graphical qualities and um, you can run across our entire map in 11 minutes. Who cares, really? Just indulge yourself and enjoy the game. It's a game, isn't it? Play it, have fun. Yep. Uh, I've played uh, some of the original Fallout. I didn't play the New Vegas one, and I've always been very impressed by the kind of the very big open-world style they had. And uh, I have not played Truth and Lending. I have not played Fallout 4 yet. 
but I, I am quite interested to hear, like, if you were going to compare it to, like, um, kind of the you know, the previous iterations of Fallout that most people are familiar with, Pokey, like, what what is what would you classify as different, or is it pretty much kind of the same thing, but just, you know, fresher and better? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, the, the core gameplay is, is, for the most part, pretty much the same. There's some differences, uh, like, instead of being a random chance, critical hits can now be triggered um, when you want, which gives you a little more uh, tactical option, even though it seems a little strange that you can just choose to crit hit, but that's beside the point. In terms of more features, uh, I love the crafting system. The crafting system allows you to... It makes... Like in the previous games crafting, there were certain items you would look for, and those items were used to make a specific you know, weapon, and that was the end of it, and most everything else was junk. For the most part, pretty much everything you pick up can be broken down into, key, into base components and used to you know, build weapon parts and whatnot, which kind of ties into you know, the weapon customization system, which is very modular. You can swap out grips, receivers, uh, uh, barrels, you know, muzzles, uh, all sorts of things. Really cool stuff. And it really makes you, you know, it, it's kind of fun because you, you can tag things. Like, okay, I need, you know, adhesive or whatever. And so when you're you're digging around in, in the junk, you'll see a little icon pop up. You're like, oh, God, duct tape, finally. Uh, and so it, it allows you to really take your time to, to dig through every square inch of the of the world, which is all very beautiful and, 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 and big, you know. Like, like Bam said, the world is... You know, it, it's a little bit smaller, I think, than the other games, but there's so much packed into it that if you really take your time and let yourself kind of get immersed in it and lose yourself in it, you know, you still get that that great feel. And I think it's, it's it, again, it's just a great improvement upon previous games with some extra features here and there and, you know, definitely a solid game to pick up. Wow, that's that's pretty legit. Uh, and by the way, for just so people are, are tracking... Pokey can take any game of any genre known to man, and if there is a crafting component, he will very, very quickly focus in on that. I don't make a spreadsheet. I literally every time (laughs) do not care how shooting in the face, bloody, and like you know, guns blazing the game is. He is going to get really interested in building random shit. And, and in fact, I, if I remember right, Pokey, we've, like, we first had this conversation. I think you were talking about uh, maybe one of the Final Fantasy games, and you were talking about building furniture. I oh, can, yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. That blew my mind. I was like, you're talking about a game where you should be like throwing lightning and stabbing people in the face. And you were very, very motivated and fired up to build furniture. So that's that's the kind of guy I've been working with for the last couple three years. <laughs> so sorry. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm an industrialist at heart. So you know, the, the fact that that dust ever got crafting is what really broke my heart. I mean, that's that's really the thing I was most upset about. I probably would never actually pick up a gun in the game if I could just build shit all day. You you are the person that uh, like these little iPad games that my wife plays all the time. Are like you are that a specific niche audience that cannot leave a timer unwatched or, you know, a something active in your queue somewhere. I'm, I'm quite confident of that. That's fairly accurate. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. That's pretty fair. Um, so I, I am pretty, I am pretty keen to, uh, to get my hands on fallout four, but like what I've, what I've discovered since, you know, going headfirst into the PS4, my desires for playing games has increased 
uh, because you got a cool game system and there's a lot of really, really nice, fresh stuff out there. But I, you know, I have zero time that I can you know, spend on probably more than one or two games at a time. So Fallout 4 is going to go on my, I'll get around to it list. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Bethesda. I'm kind of with Bam on that. They generally tend to make very good products. They come kind of come out of the same genre or at least the same style of gameplay, even if they kind of change the, the universe a little bit. But they usually turn out some pretty quality stuff. Uh, so definitely hats off to Bethesda Fallout 4. And we're definitely getting a lot of people that are, uh, are enjoying it. If you just kind of look at the PSN, you know, the little what you do, what are you doing lately, lately tags. Uh, so should be pretty interesting. Uh, all right. Well, on that note, by the way, the one game that I'm really, really looking forward to that's coming out, I think it's on the 1st of December, is Rainbow Six Siege. So I'm kind of patiently waiting for that. I'm looking for forward to that, to that too. That that looks pretty good. Yeah, it's it's much much more closer quarters, but I like the idea of kind of the you know the chess game aspect to it. So now there was a, a beta I didn't get involved in, and right, so I'm guessing that uh, they're not going to have any good way for me to try it before I drop money on it, huh? Uh, yeah, I think Bam was in the beta, and I know they they're doing the early access thing right now. Yeah, the beta for uh, Rainbow Six Siege, um, I enjoyed it. I did. Um, the player versus player was uh, incredibly difficult because people were just that good already. Um, I had a lot of fun playing it, especially when you were uh, with like two or three of your buddies and you're calling out sector to cover and you go in, you know, stack up on the door. It was it was pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. But I'm waiting for the division. That's what I'm waiting for. That's yeah, what that, I want to play. That, that's, that's, that's yeah. That's one of the ones I'm, I'm kind of definitely keeping my eye on. It's it that's kind of um, it looks like it's trying to strike a balance between uh, like a actually a Fallout Four style game and something more tactical, uh, almost a Rainbow Six type type activity. And it's, uh, it's definitely game oriented. There's some PvP involved, and there's a lot of co-op gameplay. So it, I, I'm I'm kind of keeping that one on on the uh, on the radar screen as well. All right, so without further ado, what I would like to do is tee up a conversation, uh, or at least a quick intro. Uh, so Bam hit me up the other day and said, hey, brother, I've got a, an interesting opportunity. And it looks like that he has successfully done a little bit of live gameplay of E-Valkyrie. Now, a lot of people have played that game. Like, a, In fact, a ton of people have played the I've game. I've tried between, it for about three minutes. Yeah, FanFest, uh, Vegas, and two or three other venues, but I think, uh, bam, you got your hands on it for a couple hours, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So would you mind telling us a little bit about like, well, one, just so everybody's tracking. And if you listen to the show, you probably are. Eve Valkyrie is set in the new Eden or Eve universe of Eve online fame. And it's instead of a giant spaceship armada type game, it is much more of a dogfighter, like a single small, you know, one person fighter kind of thing. Think your classic, X-Wing or TIE Fighter video game, if you reach into the Wayback Machine a little bit, which were really, really classic kind of, you know, PC dogfighter type games. Uh, but the thing about this one is, is that uh, CCP has really been doubling down on VR technology over the last two to three years. And they've really, really built E-Valkyrie from the ground up with VR in mind uh, and you basically native to the game. So... A lot of people are looking at it, and my understanding that's going to be one of the, if not the, launch title for a lot of, for I think the the major 
uh, VR push that comes out. I want to say in 16. So we will we will see how this goes. And a lot of people have been saying that Valkyrie is more or less a finished game, and they're all they're doing at this point is continuing to polish and polish and polish uh, to make sure that it, it really knocks it out of the park when people first put on the uh, you know the goggles or the headset or whatever they're going to call it, and then kind of go to town on it a little bit. So. Uh, what I would like to do is kind of open it up. Bam, just if you, if you can kind of set the stage for us a little bit about what your experience was. And um, by the way, kudos to the guys for letting you play for that, that length of time. That was actually really cool. So if you can kind of give us a, an idea of what your what your general thoughts on the game are. And, so, and if you can, uh, a little bit of the specifics about what we might be able to see or what we might be able to expect when we fire the game up. Okay, well, uh, it's definitely coming out in the uh, first half of next year. Definitely. Um, it's going to be a game that I'm definitely going to be buying. Guaranteed going to be buying that. I'm going to get the whole bang shoot. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, managed to, as before, managed to get a, uh, an invite to go to uh, CSP Newcastle and actually play on the um, VR headsets and whatever have you. And it was pretty cool. They've um, really done a lot of work on the uh, game since. Um, e Vegas and FanFest and whatever have you. And you're right when you say it's a massive dogfight. It is pure chaos, but it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You are in the nitty-gritty, up to your elbows in, in, in bullets and explosions. And, oh, it is awesome. And it's awesome. I will say this, though. Um, CCP Newcastle does need uh, more Frosties cereal. That's, that's the one thing they do need more of. Okay. Um, now, when you when you got your hands on the game, was it kind of already in running, or did you actually see any of the initial cinematics or anything like that? Yes. Um, the game was already running. Mm-hmm. I didn't deviate too much from what I was told to do. I didn't want to uh, pry too far into certain things. I played the game. The uh, interface is very intuitive, incredibly intuitive, um, and it works. It's as as it's Valkyrie is fully integrated into the VR headset. I don't see, um, I don't see it not working without it. It is absolutely brilliant. Uh, the, the one thing I noticed that when I was playing with the headsets, I was um, I'm so used to playing on a TV screen with a controller, I kept on trying to bring the actual craft into line before you know, I took aim and fire whatever have you. After a bit you start realizing that you can actually look around and track the aircraft and uh, bits and pieces with your headset. And, you know, all you have to do is follow someone and look up and actually actually follow them. But then still, you know, it, it's it's good. Really good. Yeah. You're buying that game. I want that game. Buying it. That, that's, pretty, that's pretty legit. So uh, do you think it's going to be kind of similar to how... Uh, Eve lays out or how dust lays out where you have like the different major factions in the new Eden universe and you kind of in, you know, vastly different ships. They perform different and all that kind of stuff. Do you, do you see that kind of stuff going on in it or is it a little bit more uh, scaled down? Oh no. Um, there's going to be quite a few different ships. Um, I'm not sure on the total number, but it's quite a few. Um, I tried one or two. I quite like the, uh, the fighter. That's very agile, um, very maneuverable, and it punches like Mike Tyson on steroids. 
very very heavy hitter um i will know that the i will tell you that the um the rockets or the missiles are are nice that they're uh that they saved me a couple of times they're they're very nice yeah yeah uh the the when you when I put the headset on, you know you're trying to sort of realize will it track my head left and right constantly? Was there a delay, you know, delay in the lag or whatever? None at all, you know. So when you're flying through, you know, the clusterfuck of of a huge dogfight of X amount of people or whatever have you, and you tracking a specific target, you can actually physically track it and track it so well that you can actually see what's going on. It's very nice, very very nice. Um, I, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool because I've used some different VR headsets before, and uh, that's one of the things that I noticed too is how well they track is it, um, very directly related to how immersed you are in the game. Like if it's if it feels natural when you turn your head and and the the world changes around around you, or if there's that like just point one second lag, it'll throw you off. But that that's really cool, and I've heard a lot of guys say that when they put that. Like the guys that tried it out at like eVegas, particularly, uh, they said that you can really, really, it, it just sink right into the game real quick. It's a very, very smooth game, uh, from from my understanding. Way. Yeah, it's it's the minute you put the headset on, you're there. You know, you you are completely uh, immersed in the environment. Uh, when you take the headset off, it's like whoa, where, where have I been? Sort of thing. Um, you do get like a sixth sort of sense that you are. Um, still sat in a chair and whatever have you, but you're still fully immersed into the game. Um, oh, I, again, I've only played it like just yesterday. I'm still trying to, as I said before, still trying to conjugate what I saw because it's just, I, I'm dumbstruck. Uh, this the the this little company from Iceland, this underdog, you know, company that I fell in love with because of dust, is now on the forefront of VR technology. And when I say on the forefront, they are on the tip of the spear these guys that have worked at now at that at, at uh, newcastle have done and are doing a fucking marvelous job these guys are changing the way we're going to play video games and i want to know why we aren't playing video games this way today now as in now you know companies like destiny and bungie sorry whatever have invested millions into a 2d game when i say 2d i mean on a tv screen why haven't they done something with a headset? It's it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's oh, I, I want to play more. Basically, dude, uh, I'm sucked in, <laughs> and I, I went there with with a full on expectation of you know getting motion sickness and having fatigue and you know being all confuzzled and stuff. Yes, the the, the dropped in quite literally dropped into the deep end. No tutorial, no nothing. Bam, there you go there's your controller learn and it's a case of oh my good god what do i do now and getting hammered on by um other people from across the planet and and stuff it, it's 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 brilliant absolutely brilliant, brilliant. So and, and i didn't get motion sickness and there wasn't any eye fatigue and it, they've done a brilliant job absolutely brilliant job so uh bam since you uh you didn't make it to FanFest, uh you didn't get to try the, the disc battle game of ccps did you uh, sadly, no. I had um, a real life responsibility to take care of. Otherwise, I would have been there. Sadly, because um, like as like I, now, mind you, I had three minutes with each of these games. But like Valkyrie was was fun. But despite the fact that it was not as polished, like the disc battle thing was what really really blew my mind. The stuff they're working on in, in Atlanta. 
um, because I, I think some of the, the kind of sitting VR um, is, you know, like, is maybe the, the, the first step, but I think what they're still working on is, is like, the step after that, even. Well, you see, here's the, here's the thing. If they are building Valkyrie the way they're building it, I see very soon that perhaps maybe Legion might come out of this with an interactive environment um, that you can actually do things if you have if you have like if you remember the um the Nintendo Power Glove yeah remember that old piece of crap yeah I remember that that was very old I'm probably showing my age now um that very old piece of crap I wouldn't be um surprised if they pulled something out like that very soon well I've seen those if you want to interact with the environment stuff, that you're carrying and you know you want to well, interact with the environment you have a bit of kit to do that with you know well the uh, the little hand um hand rings that they were showing off that I think Oculus was using uh, that those, those were at um, God, was it big ass game uh, game con they had out on the West coast uh, probably about two months ago there, there was, they debuted it there, or at least it was uh, there. Were a lot of VR products were there and, and that, and that was featured pretty heavily was the hand, like these little hand rings that you put on, like, you basically, it's like a, imagine a motorcycle grip with like a, a ring that goes around your entire hand. Uh, those apparently worked incredibly well too. They they were apparently matched up in quite well with the uh, with the VR headset with the Oculus Rift headset. So it wouldn't surprise me. But that is kind of a cool idea, though. I, I do actually remember the Power Glove from way back in the day. That would be uh, that would not be a a difficult thing for them to come up with. If you think about it, just something to track your hand and like basic basic motion and movement. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of tools that you can, off the shelf that can just about do that. You can you can kind of see I was trying to stay away from that. There's there's so much there was so much eye candy at um, the office that I just don't want to risk talking about at all. It's not worth the um, the hassle. It's not worth the the loss of trust, if you know what I mean. Uh, I would much rather, perhaps, to keep the the trust and good times and beer drinking and 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 uh, shit spinning and stuff like that, than then tell you tell you everything. It just it just just know seriously, just know that this game and um, you know the developers are working. I'm not joking. The there's guys that have been there for two days straight and they've actually like you know slept at their desks sort or of thing because they're passed out working on this game. You know, they, they work, case in point, um, I think it was uh, one of the devs, Siggy, was there at um, 11 o'clock in the morning, and he only left at 12. So he's, he, not, that's just one instance. Um, they are working all day, every day, as hard as they can to give us the experience they, you know, they want to get. It's, it's just, just mind-blowing, absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, the amount of work and effort and time and sheer grit and determination to pull this off is actually interesting because they've got let's just face, let's just face it they've got um, a budget a fairly healthy budget but not the kind of budget say you know Bungie has or EA has or whatever have you and these guys aren't as evil as them either you know they yeah they're doing bloody good work for what they've got and it's gonna it's going to destroy other games that are coming out absolutely destroy them well that 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 is a uh, a pretty that's a pretty pretty big statement but i actually tend to agree with you if this is if this is as good as people have been 
generally everybody when you you can just google e-valkyrie and you'll see a lot of people that have gotten their hands on it at much shorter burst you know three five seven ten fifteen minutes or whatever uh and pretty much generally everybody is very uh speaks very highly of it there's a lot of uncertainty about vr generally uh, but a lot of people believe that if there's going to be a time that you know it will give it get a go mainstream or it will people will have a go at trying to make it go mainstream that it's it's about right now uh i think a lot of people would tend to agree that you know valkyrie right now is, is definitely leading the pack in terms of the capability for uh, a via a very polished sort of vr game and dogfighting is actually probably a really there's some games that i think this will this will really really lend itself to um the dogfighting games, because it's definitely like a 360-degree type environment, uh, and you can, and even though it seems like shit's moving around, there's a lot of things moving around you, uh, but it's probably not as frenetic as some like first-person shooter games. I think other games that you could, like sports games, would be, I think, will will be big on this. Uh, as you can said, you know, uh, I think Zell alluded to the disc battle game. You can see a Tron type game, or hell, if you just just throw a ball at somebody's face wearing VR and watch them duck. You know, they've got the, uh, I think it's called the sandbox or play box, toy box um, set that they were demoing out, out at West. And a lot of people are, can see a lot of the possibilities. And I think the technology is about where it needs to be to really make a go of it. So this should, should be pretty, pretty keen. Uh, it should be pretty interesting. Um, I, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I am certainly interested in it, and I may very well give it a go to uh, you know, to pick up the whole kit when it comes out next year. Dude, I'm already saving for this stuff, man. The, the, I walked out today, because I, you know, I don't know what you guys do in the States, but here in the UK, the uh, video game um, distributor uh, company that sells video games is called Game, and I've actually gone out to that store and I actually got myself a gift card and I'm putting I'm I put fifty quid on it, so fifty fifty dollars in your equivalents or whatever have you. And every month I'll put fifty freaking quid on it just so that I have enough to get that kit when it comes out. Because I'm buying that game, I'm playing it and I'm gonna kick some ass in it. I I'm adamant that game's gonna blow everything away. It's not just look, seriously, what you th- I, I wish I could describe I wish I had the word to describe it. You said mainstream. No, 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 no. This is gonna destroy the mainstream uh, games that are out there currently. The the big heavy hitters like I said before, EA and Bungie and all them nonsenses must be scared. They 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 don't realize what CCP have done. These guys have cracked the earth quite literally. It's going to fuck shit up, and I, I'm buying it. I'm playing it, and it's gonna be awesome sauce. No, well, sounds like they they got at least one person. Uh, <laughs> what what person? Uh, okay, all right. Well, just kind of curious. Anybody else want to get on this one? Uh, has anybody else gotten their hands on Valkyrie? Darth, have you tried it yet? I have no insight into VR, sadly. Did Darth introduce himself? Of course not. He usually waits until thirty seconds plus or minus uh, after we get into the first actual meet of the show. Then he appears as though we're not going to notice, and there, therefore, try to sidestep his intro. But watch what, watch what I do now. Hey, Darth Carbonite, glad you could join us tonight. Would you mind giving us a quick introduction? No problem, Jason. Um, I'm Darth Carbonite, member of CPM2, uh, here for the ride. Awesome. 
So yeah, now I think the one the one big question out there for a lot of people is can what other what type of games can VR make the big leap into? Uh, and I know that there have been some some discussions off and on about how viable it is, at least currently, for certain games like first-person shooter type games and stuff like that. So, it I would be interested to see how that works out. This is where I really want to tell you stuff, but they've got my nuts and advice with this NDA. I really want to say shit, but I can't really do. But You're- I can't. Yeah. No, that, that's fair. I was thinking out. I, I was thinking one of the cool things that would be, um, uh, you know, co- just one of my little things. One of the games I like. I like turn-based tactical shooters or tactical games. I, I think it would be really kind of fun to play a game like XCOM, um, where positioning and height, relative geometry, and all that kind of stuff is very, very important to your tactical choices. I would. I think something like that would actually translate into into VR in a pretty cool way. Uh, so there's a lot of different aspects to it that I'm interested in, in terms of the type of games. Now, so open open question. We're gonna we'll go through everybody. And this is kind of our lightning round question here. If you could pick one existing game that you that you have played before and you would like to try it in the VR world, what might it be? And we will start with Zell. Um, game that we VR world. You really threw this on me. Um, uh, I got nothing, man. Don't do this to me, man. It's just not cool. So, um, you know, you know what I would play in the, in VR would be really cool because it would pro like because the control because it was a decent game. You know, as simple as it was, and it was already designed for the motion control aspect. And in most cases, you were standing still. Um, we sports. Okay, so like a, a is that the one where it's got like all the Olympic events and stuff like that? It's got a few a few different things. It's um it's got like a um it was a bowling game in it and couple, uh, like I think one of one of the versions of it that they not they had an archery one in one of them and a few different things like that where it's all it's you know it's obviously it's all designed to be done with the the Wiimote and the the nunchuck controller um but you know it's a it's a very motion control oriented you know little set of mini games and that was a lot of fun and i could see that in a in a vr context okay all right i'll buy that pokey what do you think man uh skyrim that game is beautiful you can lose yourself in it to begin with and having the immersion of of vr would just be insane i would literally spend hours doing that and probably test someone rescue me because i'd be playing it for too long yeah you you actually stole the one i was thinking of uh so that's exactly what i was thinking of right there with skyrim in terms of uh, what it would look like in terms of a VR, not VR ready, but like a game that would really suit itself to that, uh, because it's you know, first person, first person game. Very much the controls would be, I think, be very intuitive in terms of you know whatever form of ha- you know nunchucks or like hand hand devices, you know, block, swing sword, you know, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, or whatever. Um, I, I think that one would. would a look really good, and B just the style of the game fits real well with I think uh, a VR type setup. Um, let's see, Darth, what do you think, man? Current or you know game you've played in the past or currently that you think would be you'd like to give a shot at in a VR type type world? Yeah, um, something Star Wars, obviously, like uh, Jedi Knight, um, first person lightsaber action, force powers, it writes itself. I never would have guessed that, Mr. Carbonite. 
Um, I, th that is actually, I, I, I can imagine you could get a pretty good, a pretty good lightsaber fight going in one of these kind of game, kind of games, unlike many of the ones that you've had in the past. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And if, uh, if what Zell say, says is true and they've got that, uh, disc throwing thing down, you know, just imagine force powers. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. So, bam, let me ask you, man. It, outside of outside of Valkyrie, what would be a game you've played in the past you think would be really bomber in um, you know, in a VR setup like an Oculus Rift setup? Well, risk of going total fanboy on um the whole Battlefield series and uh Destiny. Um I wouldn't mind seeing that in say War Thunder. Um particularly when you're flying the um, you know, aircraft in there because it would work there as well you know any sort of aircraft sim game would work um star wars is a good one um i wouldn't want to go bowling in it because if i wanted to go bowling i'd go bowling um but yeah you know shit jesus you pick a game dude it, it'll work it just will work um yeah i think i'll go battlefield 4 and perhaps destiny actually that would be pretty cool with your headset with destiny that would be pretty cool yeah a game like destiny that is um I think designed to be artistically, you know, pr you know, pretty excellent. I mean, th their artwork is really good. The map design is uh, there's a lot of detail in there, so I could see that being pretty interesting. It would be a pretty, like I said, I think the first-person shooter style game. I I would be interested to see how they how they handle that and if that could actually get uh, mainstream acceptance. You know, because I know that there's quite a few people who said that. If there was a game that they were going to get any kind of motion sickness, it would be a first-person shooter game. So um, you never know. I mean, it might be kind of cool. Well, think about it, Jay. If you um, play a game like Assassin's Creed um, with it, you know that would be pretty cool with a VR headset. And I can guarantee you now, you're not going to get motion sickness with a headset. I can guarantee you, dude. You're, I, you're not. I don't know. I mean, Assassin's Creed is a third-person game, right? Uh, yes, in many ways it is. But um, who says you can't make a first-person version of it? To, no, to I, I think you could. I actually think you, you could you could uh, you, you could easily make one or a version of one, and it would probably play a lot like a you know, like I said you know kind of a Skyrimy type type game. Uh, but I think the deal like if you've got like a a point of orientation, like if you have the you know the the third person character in front of you that's moving around. It's probably really easy for your body, your mind to kind of like lock into that. I like the first person immersion. Uh, the dogfight thing sounds absolutely awesome. I think any kind of flying, driving, or, or like mech or tank game or anything like that in a, with a VR would be absolutely wicked good. Uh, and I think I'm, I'm kind of waiting on somebody to come up with something new or something different, like a um, like literally a different take on on a game not just kind of like a tried and true true and like what we've been working through is like something that really exploits you know 360 degree uh awareness in the game legion eve legion port us 514 yes i will i will continue to support that activity even though i i do not believe it's ever going to happen but i i will continue to support the uh, the concept behind that uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got here. Okay. Open question. Uh, anybody got anything else that they wanted to kick around or discuss? Anything? Darth, anything just, for Darth? Just progress update yeah. before. Um, we'll, we'll give it to Darth. Sure. Um, I just wanted to put out there that um, all of the fancy pretty things that they've been showing off in Star Citizen videos but haven't released and everyone said we're never coming out. 
um, has been released to a limited group um, of testers um, so far, and hopefully in the next few weeks I will finally get my hands on it as well. Um, it's uh, the Alpha 2.0 build, and it's supposed to include the start of their, their kind of persistent universe work and, and connecting everything together and a lot of their first-person stuff they've been working on. Um, it's, it's a really big build. And uh, the, the interesting thing that I found, I found kind of unique is that um, their choice of how to distribute their, their limited um, access to it is that uh, they took the people who have the the top one thousand people who have filed the most bug reports? So they're actually you know they're focusing it on giving it to people who are useful to them, which is is kind of nice because the last big release they pushed, you kind of had to wait a day or two before you could get anything intelligible out of it because everyone rushed it and it 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 just died. So they you know they decided to limit it and pick the useful people first. Well, it's it's also kind of a a, uh, a slick strategy because the people that that nag you the most, while they may in this instance be the most useful, it's a it's a way of at least for a couple days getting them to leave you the fuck alone. No, they ain't leaving anybody alone. They're filing tickets. Lots of issues. I like that system. That's very clever. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll find something, or, or well, no pun intended. But like, may, maybe they'll actually start turning something out that people will not uh, assume it's just vaporware. But uh, we'll see. Uh, all right. So, Darth, any CCP discussions or updates or stuff? Well, as expected, uh, real juicy content is at a minimum at the moment. However, Ritati is on his way back the offices in Shanghai and we hope to finalize stuff in 1.3 and yeah we're excited about that because there's a lot of stuff that we are looking forward to seeing for the first time okay all right well that sounds good uh how long he's been in Iceland for quite a while right yes he has or was all right that should be should be pretty interesting then uh we will we will wait with bated breath then for whatever news you bring us in a subsequent uh, in a subsequent show in the next two to three months or whenever it is they get around to releasing that shit. When the time comes, I will be here. Okie dokie. All right, guys. Well, I like no kidding. Really, does anybody have any other uh, any other parting shots or anything? No. Awesome. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We'll do a really, really quick uh, set of shout outs and we are going to call a night. And I think we might have our shortest show on record tonight. Uh, yeah, by far. We, we have to, we have to push this out. We got it. We got to hit that hour mark. You know? Okay. I'm all in. I'll, I'll, I'm right there with you. Zell, go ahead. Pick a topic. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I guess we could tinfoil about this unique feature that the repair tool for the event is going to have. Well, Darth, oh, Darth Ray knows. He just needs to tell us. He does not going to tell us. Come on. They're going to tell us on the 27th. So what's it tinfoil? The 27th, huh? Who's it tinfoil? Wasn't Ooh. that the date that Frame said on Twitter? That was going to be the once the event started, he released the stats? Well, we'd like it before then. Um, Reasons kind of unknown are holding the uh, Reptile stats, but um, yeah, it, it'll be out before the event for sure. Is it working? Because I know they were testing to make sure it worked. Like, do you know if it's actually functional? Well, it's public knowledge that we wanted it to be a shield Reptile, and that 
didn't quite work. Um, so what we're trying to do with it now, uh, that's what we're figuring out if it'll work, if that makes sense. Okay, so you don't know if it works yet. Okay, Not yet, no. <laughs> but we know it's not the thing that everyone wants the most. It, it's, it's, a, it's a little scary when it's an event reward that's coming up and we don't know if it works yet. But, well, you know. yeah. I, You'll get something! It may not be, be what it may it not will be, be what a repair tool. want it to be. But it will be... It will be bright pink, but it will be a repair tool, and it will be crazy easy to get by design. I would like to I would like to point out one of the those marquee moments when CCP was harangued about one of the it's like a suit bonus or something like that, and the only response was, "We we we hear all of you, but we think you'll like this no matter what you're telling us. Peace out." <laughs> and they fucking still shipped it, so it should be interesting. So, okay, well, let me try this. Darth, mm -hmm. if you were not a CPM member <laughs> and you were a member of the community, which yeah. you happen to be and were and likely will be in the future unless you get fired or the game ends. Yeah, so we'll, it we'll could be. That works out. You never know. Um, it, it's, and by the way, you were a, a really good guy on the forum to, uh, to lay out logical – uh, sort of logical flow discussions or arguments about like, hey, what might be or what what this could be. If you were just a a yeah. random random player, what do you think are the most logical like three to five things you would expect in a rep tool? Yeah, and may, if you can come up with that many, uh, that would be different or nuanced from something that that we would normally see. Like for example, for me, the shield rep tool would obviously that would be a, a true uh, that'd be a true change to how you play with a rep tool right yeah that was why it was our unique. first choice sure so i'm trying to i'm trying to think through what are other things that you could do with a rep tool uh potentially that might be options that somebody would look to to make that type of device in the game unique so off the top of my head the only thing i could come up with is if you know a much much higher rep rate, like almost a like an like an insta insta shot of uh, of armor uh, that maxes your plates out. Uh, but then there's like a massive cooldown to it or something like that. But you you'd have to offset it. But I can't think of a whole lot of other functions that don't revolve around the repair rate, the and then the the distance or the number of people you can rep at one time. So. And I know I'm a right. very narrow thinker, so what other things might we be able to look for? And keep in mind that, as with most BPOs, uh, to avoid you know power creep, we intend it to be you know pretty standard stat-wise. Uh, we're not about to put out a prototype BPO. Um, but yeah, different different methods of armor repair, um, perhaps different uh, different lengths and amounts of beams. Um, yeah, the, the choices are limited, but um, as you say, a sort of a shotgun rep tool or a, I don't know, a spider rep tool would uh, come to my mind. Okay. This should be, should be interesting then. At, well, I'll tell you what, if you, you know, I could take the, the rep tools we have now, but it'd be really cool if like the little indicator that you were getting repped was back on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be kind of cool. I'm sure you guys have engaged people on that as a as a, a UI update at some point. With both Cross and uh, Zarya, yeah, <laughs> it, it gets brought up all the time. 
I'm sure there's a lot of things that probably get brought up all the time that at some point Ritati just looks at you on Skype and says, I know we will one day get to it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the first day it was just a flood of things like that. And then since then it's either us just poking him in vain or, uh, you know, finding new things, new, uh, new walls that we can bash our heads in. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I am fairly impressed that you're finding new walls because I suspect that at, by this time you would think that they have almost all been found and have forehead prints in. Well, I mean, that shield rep tool, we, they, they legitimately thought that they could do it, but turns out. Yep. That's is what it is. Okay. All right. Well, I do appreciate you playing along. So anybody else <laughs> no got problem. any foil on this one? <laughs> They should make a stasis web of fire grenade. Slow those damn scouts down. Now, that would be pretty legit. Like, you could throw that thing on a tank or some shit, and then damn it, right. it's, like, froze up, where you could barely creep along. That'd be the bomb diggity right there. I, I would actually really like to figure out a way to... Like, all of the things you can do in EVE, all of those different types of ship effects, you know, the like the web of fires, um, heck, the... The freaking cap drains, you know, capacitor warfare, like that, that would be pretty bomber. You could, like, it, particularly for tanks and stuff like that, that are really reliant on cooldowns. Like, you basically, like, extend their cooldown, you freeze their cooldown while you've got the, get the beam on them or some shit like that. There'd be a lot of really cool things you could do like that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's a wall that somebody's bashed their face into, right, Darth? Oh, yeah, it's a maze. <laughs> okay. Okay, Zill, next topic. Go ahead. Um, let's see. I'm sure there's really exciting things we can discuss. Um, I don't know what any of them are. How much money have you spent on Star Citizen? I'm not going to answer that. I'm never going to answer <laughs> I, that. I think we should all talk about it. It'd be great. I, I'll, just, I'll just say I have more than one ship that is designed to be crewed by multiple. That's, I'm not going to say anything more than that. That should tell you more than enough. Um, uh, I did not get selected for, for even the, like, temporary weekend Overwatch beta where they were going to invite, like, ten times as many people for the course of this weekend. Um, I got shafted on that again. I'm very sad about it. I really want to play it. Have even you not hit your beta limit? You know, perhaps they know that. Even my little brother's already gotten to play it. I have not gotten a chance. So, um... I'm very curious. Looks, looks pretty cool, though. I'm, like, I'm sitting. Part of I'm, that too. I'm literally. I'm sitting over the pre-order button, but I'm not going to push it until they let me try the, the you know, the, the thing. I just. I. I want to try it. Um. And uh, they. They won't let me. I've given yeah. them enough money. There's no reason that they shouldn't. Speaking of being given enough money, um, during the course of this podcast, I got a notification that um, apparently I just paid for the next year of my Eve subscription that I never didn't play at all in the last year either, and I'm like, nice. Yeah. Kind of sad about that, but that's okay. <laughs> CCP needs the uh, needs the charity. Uh, do they deserve the charity? <laughs> no, but they need it. <laughs> I didn't say they deserved it. I said they needed it. There's a difference. Now, I see. I love the. I love this. I love these type of conversations because, like, uh, like if you're ever in Skype or on the forums, you're always going to have that one dude who's like, "No, nah, man, you guys don't understand. If you don't spend money, then CCP's not going to port this thing." I'm like, "No." That's that's not how a service industry model works. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you've been reading, but that it ain't a fucking economics textbook. <laughs> one might say the opposite is true, but yeah, I've heard well, that one as well. One might. <laughs> we we have to 
boycott the game to encourage them to port the game, which I think is equally as stupid. Oh, absolutely. Let's see how much traction that got. It, well, the problem is, I mean, like, and this is the this is the humorous part. Of, I as I sit here and look through this, it's it's quite literally uh, CCP have worked themselves into this position where it, they're literally damned if they do and damned if they don't. I mean, they're it's like sharks or lava. You know, if you go down the road you're going right now, then you got you basically aren't aren't visibly supporting your own game. And I would tell you that if there was if there was support for the game amongst the decision makers, the actual decision makers and the purse string holders at CCP, you'd be hearing a lot more about Dust Eve Legion, Dust 2.0 or whatever the, whatever the heck, heck it's going to be called. It, that, that's, that's just a rea- that's the reality. Look at everything else that they're doing and what they're talking about and what they're willing to talk about. Um, so, it, and then, then you see them not talking about Dust which is also now an outlier for the rest of kind of the direction that their business model is going in. They may very, very much want a FPS style game in their stable. Uh, and it's a, a aspirational thing, but there is no money where mouth is on this one. So you got that on one hand. And then basically if you're a customer, you're going to vote, you're going to vote with what you see. If you don't see the if you don't see the, the company supporting the game, you're like, well, the fuck, well, the fuck am I going to give you any of my ducats to, you know, for a skin that I can't see in the war bards that's still like a 2D you know, pixel sprite or some shit like that? Like, wh- why would I do that? You know, what 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 game am I, what, what money am I playing, what money am I putting out to get something in return? Um, now, the flip side is there is, a, there is a very, I can understand the concept of CCP if you have people like Rouge or Rotati trying to make a very, make a business case for the game somebody's going to be like, yeah, but you're not making any money. So why should we even listen to you? So uh, all of the circles back to the way they've handled the game and in the messaging of the game for the last 18 to 24 months has literally led them to this point. So all of this, this little Kobe, Kobayashi Maru of their own making, I, I, I can only laugh at it. And it's, it is frustrating because, uh, you know, if the, if for nothing else, dust was a game that brought a, a very tightly knit community together. Yeah, I, I guarantee you, no matter what they do, even if they port the game, there's going to be massive fall. Because I guarantee there will be that one guy who goes, "Oh, you're porting to PS4. Why are you abandoning all the players that only have a PS3?" You you know what's going to happen. It doesn't matter what they do; it's going to be a shit show. So, and this you know, this is like we have this hybrid um, PC and PlayStation community of like people from Mag and people from Eve and. Then you I, I, and you're right. You are going to have people who have a PS3 and are staying on the PS3, uh, <laughs> the South Americans, um, who just got the PS3 in the first place. Um, and yeah, there's 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 nothing you can do that isn't going to upset at least some people. So when it comes down to it, CCP is going to have to make such a decision on a purely financial aspect of which group of people. Are are we best off offending the least? Probably. I mean, it's just sad that it's gotten to a point where people are so wound up that no matter what happens, it's gonna be it's gonna be fallout. Well, you know. I, I think I think if you, I mean, in all fairness, like if somebody's if somebody beefs that they shouldn't take it off of the PS3, I I would discount that vote just on sheer idiocy. 
Well, sure. Uh, what I think you will get though is no matter if the, a if if they did port it, you would get the what you know why no PC Master Race or why no PS4 discussion. That's really what that discussion would come around. And and you're right, it would piss somebody off. But hey, you know, screw it, man. Make it make a decision and run with one of them. Um, that's that's where that would come in. And if the I think actually in all fairness, I think because of the situation has gone on so long, if they just came out like and said. Hey guys, we're not going to port it, but we're going to let the game run for like another nine, 10, 12 months or, you know, whenever until it's literally, we're just going to, you know, cl- close, close our PS3 activities down. I don't, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, figured or my uh-huh, hot sock coming or, oh, okay, well, you know, they're shutting down about when I thought they would shut down. You know, I don't think you're going to get a lot. I, I, I don't think that would be a dramatic reaction because, um, the state of the game has gotten them to the point where they're not, they're not going to be surprised by CCP saying we're not going to support it for more than five, six, seven, eight months or whatever. Hell, there's a lot of games right now that aren't supported on the PS3 that are solely supported on the PS4. Um, and, and companies have been making that known for a couple months now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, PSN is going to shut down on the PS3 at some point, so. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've I think we've stretched this one out pretty well, uh, e- even by our meager standards of quality. Uh, so with that, we are going to go ahead and knock out some shout outs. And we're going to start with Bam. Let's start with you, brother. Shout outs, Rata. Don't really do shout outs, but uh, just thank you very much for coming to the show and uh, talk about my experiences with um, CCP Newcastle, guys. Thank you very much. Had a great time. And uh, yeah, awesome source. Buy the game. You're going to want to. You're going to miss that if you're not. Buy it. I'm buying it. Buy it. I will be keeping an eye on it, that's for sure. Uh, okay, Darth? Uh, hang in there, Dust Community. And off topic, congratulations to the Carolina Panthers. Going 10-0 and for the first time in their history. Yep, I got nothing for that one. I, I'm hoping at some point the all the hookers and blow will fucking implode on them right before the playoffs. Um... Let's see, Pokey. I'll give a shout out to the developers working on Eve Valkyrie. Uh, Bam obviously played a much more updated version than what I played you know, two years ago or whatever. But the game is freaking cool. I think it's going to lead the way in VR. I think it's going to be a great success. And I do look forward to it. So good work, guys. And I uh, hope to see your product. Yep. Uh, let's see, Zell. Um, I will give my uh, shout out of note to... Um the snow for being here way way too freaking early um i was i was not ready for that but it's here and you know the 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 most representative season that identifies chicago is now here <laughs> okay uh let's see for shout outs mm, i honestly do not have a whole lot of shout outs right now um hang on real quick Give me one second. I'll get. I'll give you a shout out. Ah, yes. I would like to give a shout out to the twelfth Doctor, uh, Doctor Who, Peter Capaldi. He's doing a pretty uh, good job. I've been impressed. He, he is not doing too bad, but he lost one, a long time a very popular Doctor Who companion, Clara. Uh, so, are you are you spoiling an episode I haven't seen yet this weekend? I'm not spoiling any episodes. I'm just telling you what's happening in the episode you haven't seen yet. Uh, but it's it's entirely fresh and probably quite scrumptious. It's not spoiled. So I'm gonna kill you. Shout outs to all the Whovians. 
I'm not Maybe. saying I can, but I want to. Okay, what the hell's a Whovian? It's somebody who likes Doctor Who. It's like a, a trek, like a Trekkie, you know. What's a Trekkie? It's one of them people that like uh, Star Trek a lot. You kind of got really funny words for really funny things. You know that. Oh, I don't come up with any of this shit. It, it, like, it, like uh, Google. If you ever want to ha- ha- watch like the most significant nerd violence ever, uh, Google Trekkies versus Star Wars fans. And I'm sure that on YouTube there are some ridiculously good videos of some very serious and very impassioned, overweight, virginal people that are going tooth and nail at each other over Star Wars versus Star Trek. Anyway, uh, I I tend to I have I I remember watching Doctor Who as a as a little little kid. Uh, it was we got the BBC. And it was one of the few channels that we could, for whatever reason, I couldn't explain it to you. That was one of the channels that would come in. This is like back, back even before cable. So somehow wherever I lived at, I got BBC. So I watched Faulty Towers, uh, Black Good Adder, show. and Doctor Who. And I remember Doctor Who all the way back to the fourth Doctor, uh, Tom Baker, who had that ridiculously awesome scarf and the hat. Which, by the way, I do have one of those scarves and a hat. Um uh, so I, I remember kind of off and on following Doctor Who for most of my life. So not too bad for, you know, low-budget British sci-fi on television. Pretty good. I can picture it now. People throwing pain protectors at each other. That would be pretty funny. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or Twinkies and potato chips. Uh, so, all right, folks, that's going to bring episode 81 to a close. Uh, we do appreciate you guys listening to us ramble about, and hopefully we have actually something kind of interesting to talk about next week, but I would not hold my breath. So for everybody out there in the Twitterverse, uh, please tweet at PokeDraven and at Trekkie all of your wants and desires for the show. That would be Pokey and Zell. Don't tweet me because I'll generally ignore most of your tweets or I'll respond in a very snarky, snarky way. So if you're into that kind of thing, feel free to tweet me and just be prepared to return fire. So other than that, folks, we really do appreciate you guys listening to Biomass and actually like uh, hitting our downloads up quite a bit. Uh, we, we truly do appreciate that. And we do monitor that, that fairly closely. Uh, so if you have any recommendations for the show or topics you want to see or deep dives or anything like that you want us to go into on future shows, please come up on the net. We are uh, always looking forward to your feedback. And, and like I said, this is a very adaptive show, and we tend to change it a little bit based on what we're all doing at the time. We all started very much as a, a dust and CCP-centric podcast, and we still still very much you know keep our hands on that, uh, and we're certainly not going to leave that behind. But we do like to add some other things to our kit bag, if you will, uh, just to kind of broaden our audience base and really give us a couple other things to talk about here and there. So with that said, guys, we really appreciate your uh, your patronage. Thank you very much. So, folks, as we always say here, good night and good luck. <laughs>